Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Monday, February 5th. Our top story today, a young jockey has died following an accident at a Kent race course. He was working at the stables of leading trainer Paul Nichols and was riding in the Charing Point to Point yesterday. Lucy has the details for the Kent Online podcast. Keegan Kirkby was taking part in the final events of a day of racing in Charing when he was thrown from his horse. According to the Injured Jockeys Fund, the horse who was locally trained ran out through the wing of a fence on the second circuit. The air ambulance was called and joined paramedics and the on-site medical team, but Keegan, who was just 25, died at the scene. It's been quite a shock for everyone, but I understand there have been some really lovely tributes. Yes, champion trainer Paul Nichols said Keegan was one of the best hard-working lads. He's been described as someone who was passionate about his job and his riding. Keegan was nominated in the rider groom category of the 2024 Thoroughbred Industry Employee Awards and made it through to the last 10 candidates. The British Horse Racing Authority released a statement saying they were devastated to hear the tragic news. Thanks, Lucy. The British Horse Racing Authority have also called for everyone to respect the privacy of Keegan's family. Kent Online News. Detectives investigating the attempted murder of a police officer in Ashford are urging drivers to check their dash cam footage. The constable was taken to hospital with serious injuries after being hit by a car that reportedly failed to stop on Coulter Road last month. 23-year-old Barry Rossiter from Nickley Wood has been charged and is due at Crown Court tomorrow. A 19-year-old will also appear before magistrates accused of assisting an offender and perverting the course of justice. A deal man who racially abused a taxi driver and a police officer while coming home from a drunken night out has avoided prison. Edward Malone also called 999 and told dispatchers he'd been kidnapped in the back of the taxi. Arresting officers say he was out of control. He'd also been caught smashing a window at Ramsgate Station just a week before. The 50-year-old who lives in Trinity Place was given a suspended sentence. He must also attend rehab and alcohol treatment sessions and pay £300. A search is underway for a thanid woman who's gone missing in her pyjamas. 33-year-old Georgie Matthias Weir was last seen in the Molyneux Road area of Minster yesterday evening. We've showed her picture at Kent Online. A person's been treated for burns after a dishwasher caught a light in Gravesend. Firefighters were called to Lennox Road at around midday yesterday. The appliance is thought to have had an electrical fault. Letters are being sent to parents of Year 8 and 11 children in Kent, encouraging them to get the MMR jab if they missed out as a baby. Anyone else who isn't vaccinated is being encouraged to do so following a rise in measles cases. It's currently most prevalent in the Midlands and London but could spread here. Dr Ellen Schwartz is the Deputy Director of Public Health in Kent. Measles is probably one of the most infectious viruses out there and the typical symptoms are um, high fever and a kind of blotchy reddish brown rash and there is a lot of material out there to kind of look at how what it could look like and then of course you have different symptoms according to the age of the person. A younger child sometimes is only floppy and irresponsive, may or may not have a rash. So have the kind of uh, threshold of suspicion relatively low. But um, so the worry is primarily around children because as a result of the pandemic, most importantly, the immunization levels have dropped. And so really the plea to all of us, adults, parents, carers, 
to share kind of the, the basic message is, are you fully protected? Is your child fully protected? And the full protection, so this is really the good news, is that the MMR vaccine protects 99% from measles, provided you have the two, two doses. And this protection lasts a lifetime. So it's really kind of making sure everyone knows their status. Do I have, do, does my child have the two uh, doses? And if not, make sure they're up to date. And what's the situation for people who whose children are a little bit older than the recommended age to get the vaccine and perhaps they've missed it or they decided at the time they didn't want to have the vaccine but now they've changed their mind can they sort of catch up on it absolutely so routinely the first dose is given at one year of age and the second dose is given at three years and four months but if anybody has missed it now i know exactly how that is if you have more than one child it just kind of drops off the priority list. But this is the moment now to go in to say, actually, I'm not quite sure, or I'm sure they haven't had my the second or first dose. Co contact your GP and arrange an appointment. And that is really for children, young people of any age, and for vulnerable adults, so whether they have um, an immune condition underlying or whether you're pregnant, or indeed, you know, adults in frontline roles, health and social care, have to make sure that they have those two vaccines to protect themselves and those they're in touch with. And I know you mentioned they've had quite a few cases in the Midlands and in London. Have we had a lot of cases here in Kent or are you worried that we could potentially have more cases? At the moment, the level of cases in the southeast of England is very low indeed. And this, these conversations are really preventative because we know that this is not staying confined to the West Midlands and London. We will see more cases and we really have the opportunity now. That's the beauty. Now is the time to really think measles, think, am I protected? Yeah, absolutely. And and how dangerous can measles be if if, you know, a child does catch it? How serious can it get? So measles can be really, really serious and can cause um, harm to the eyes, to the ears, inflammation of the brain. And in rare cases, it can be fatal. Kent Online News. A Sheerness dad says he fears for his kids' health due to black mould in his southern housing flat. Leslie Kemp has to wear a face mask in his own home and says he's developed asthma as a result of his living conditions. The 50-year-old lives at the Eden Bridge Drive property with his partner and three children. They're aged five, three and two. He's been speaking to reporter Megan Carr. Like we've got like mould in the property, dampness in the property. Uh, like we've got um, three young children. Um, like we're going to the doctors every two to three weeks to get antibiotics for one of the children. And like my partner, she's got a thyroid condition and it's been worse since we've been in the property. And like she's waiting to have an operation, but they won't do the operation until we've been moved out of the property. Um, also, since we've been in the property, I've developed asthma and um, like I've got tonsillitis. It sounds horrendous. I mean, you're obviously going to the doctors quite a lot. Have they said anything that it's your living conditions? Uh, yeah, the doctors have done us two letters and we sent them to Southern Housing, um, but they've completely um, 
ignored them. We have got uh, solicitors involved and I've even got out solicitors. We went to our local MP and they even got out the MP and all because we had someone come out last week and we turned and said to them, would you live in these conditions? Like they said, no, they wouldn't live in these conditions. So why leave us in this property and leave us living in these conditions? Now we're only in a two bedroom flat and there's five of us in this property. So we're overcrowded as it is. You know, because like the three children are in the two bedrooms, me and my partner sleeping in the living room with all the damp and the mold around us. And you know, we've got it growing underneath the carpet, in the living room, in the bedroom. There's damp and mold in the kitchen, in the bathroom. We've got cracked floors, we've got asbestos in the property and all, you know, which is all damaged and that they saying they want to do, you know, it just goes on and on and on. Sorry, I was, and I mean, have you guys asked to move? What have they said when you've asked to move? Uh, we've been asking to move for the last year, but it keeps on getting turned down. There's been two meetings and they've turned them down both times because they say our property is uh, in current living conditions. What do you want to come out of this? Do you want to be moved or do you want the repairs done? Uh, basically, we want to be moved and have a healthier, safer life for our children, my family, so they oh, live yeah. in a safer environment. So, you know, we ain't got to keep on going to the doctors, get medication for them and let them live on a healthier Lifestyle. A spokesperson from Southern Housing says there are ongoing investigations into the source of the problems at Mr Kemp's flat. They've also booked in for repair work to be done on the kitchen and windows. A pub in Hearn Bay will be closed until further notice after the shock death of the landlady. Petrina Coyston has been the face of the Diver's Arms since 2018. Floral tributes have been left outside the pub. She's been remembered as an amazing woman. The boss of a car garage in Gillingham says his business is losing trade due to roadworks for a reoccurring sinkhole. Part of Berengrave Lane in Raynham was shut on Thursday morning for the hole to be repaired and isn't set to reopen until Wednesday. But the owner of Berengrave service station in Lower Raynham Road says the road closure signs are confusing customers and they're having to contact them to say it's still open for business. Meanwhile, business owners in part of Medway are fearing for their futures following news a road is going to close for three months. The strewed bound side of Frinsby Hill will shut between March and June so the entrance to a new school can be built. Troy Waring works at FA HB Barbershop. I would have thought it will affect us uh, quite massively. Obviously, that's a sort of main go-through road uh, for a lot of our clients that especially work in places like Medway City Estate and um, <clears throat> also coming back from like the likes of London, coming all up to the roundabout and coming through. Um, I mean, I know obviously there's a cut-through road up there, but that's always busy up there. So, yeah, it is probably going to affect us quite a lot. Are you always really busy? We are always a uh, very busy barbershop. Uh, a lot of our clients will, will do, do know that. Um, and a lot of our, I mean, we are lucky. Some, most of our clients are all sort of like walking distance. But again, it's the clients that obviously do drive in, coming back from work, obviously closing times to other people's closing times, finishing work can obviously be harder for them to get in. Um, so yeah, I, I do think um, some of our clients have to drive to us may probably think maybe not to uh maybe have to go somewhere else um and yeah just 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 maybe it's not it's a busy road anyway oh it's a very very busy road yeah it's a very busy road um even i mean you've got the likes of uh, there's a road closed at the moment there's a little road closure there that causes coming the afternoon school times it, it's busy people are trying to get to us and then by the time they do get down to us and possibly park it's it's it, we're, we're closed um, obviously, we, we only do the hours we do. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I think it is going to be 
a bit of a struggle, especially three months. Is it three months? I think it's three months that you're looking at in was the height of spring or something like that. Going or was it March? Going into summer, so. Yeah, you're looking at it, it's, it's going to take a massive effect on us, I think. Labor, which is now in charge of the local authorities, say they didn't ever support the location of the school, but will aim to keep disruption to a minimum. Kent Online News. Drivers are being warned to expect disruption around Canterbury as the council take on an 18-month road restoration project. Starting in March, routes between the city and Hearn Bay, Whitstable, Faversham and Ashford will be affected. However, the work will be done in stages, which means the roads won't be closed for the whole time. Plans have been submitted for a new primary school on the outskirts of Canterbury, which could cost £10 million. Thannington Primary School will have places for up to 420 pupils and could open in September 2025. There'll also be a nursery for for up to 26 children under four. Plans to transform a million-pound property near Gravesend into 32 homes have been approved. Cobham Lodge in Valley Drive will be converted into 10 flats with a new building housing a further 11. There'll also be an additional 11 houses built on the surrounding land. Those opposed to the plan say the decision is disappointing. There are calls for improvements to a shared space for cyclists and pedestrians on Deal Seafront. It comes after a number of close calls and verbal clashes between walkers and riders trying to pass each other. Local bosses want to add things like better signage to make the stretch safer. The man who wants to be the next MP in Tunbridge Wells says he'd set out a 10-year plan for the town centre if elected. Mike Martin is the Lib Dem candidate hoping to overturn a 14,500 Conservative majority. The former army officer has been speaking on the Kent Online podcast. The big issue uh, in Tunbridge Wells itself, and of course this this bleeds out into some of the nearer villages like Lamberhurst or, or Langton Green. It's Tunbridge Wells town centre itself. And that really goes for, for the, your listeners who know Tunbridge Wells from really the cinema sites all the way up through uh, where the Millennium Clock is and the entrance to the Royal Victoria Place, all the way up to Five Ways. A lot of people feel, the majority of people feel that the town centre is a bit tired. It hasn't had as much attention as it could have had. And really, we need to think about what the town centre should be like in the 21st century uh, rather than, you know, there's been a lot of attention on trying to recreate the town centre of the 1980s. And we, and we can't do that because Amazon's happened, people buy things online. So town, town centres provide different things now. So that's really my going to be my main focus if I get elected is bringing together, you know, speaks to my background, but bringing together the county council, the borough council, other interested parties, lobbying central government for, for, for levelling up funding, all that kind of stuff, bringing all those different people together and setting out really a 10-year plan for the town centre and, and getting everyone behind it and, and helping, you know, one of the powerful things that an MP has is narrative power. So if you can co-create that vision with all the interested people, most importantly, of course, the people who live there, and then defend that vision when other people attack it because they don't like elements of it. That's how you get change, is by offering community leadership. And that's something that I really hope to do if I get elected. Kent Online News. As part of National Apprenticeship Week, Southeastern have announced their biggest intake ever for 2024. More than 400 opportunities will be made available for school leavers to learn new skills or for older workers looking for a new challenge. Ben Morling is from Southeastern. He says they're looking for people across the board. The opportunities are going to range from front, front uh, line roles, so thinking conductors, onboard managers, our revenue teams, train drivers, shunter drivers, to internal office um, staff and management roles from accountancy, um, 
data analysts, IT, um, so a, a huge spectrum of roles. And why is it that Southeastern for 2024 is able to offer so many apprenticeship positions? So we we always have a, a an intake of of staff like most big companies. Um, one of the one of the big drivers this year is you know post COVID um, there is an uh, an increase in passenger numbers. Um, there's going to be increases you know in in service and, and levels that we have to offer. So there is um, you know one factor is we're going to be recruiting a lot more train drivers as timetables develop services increase and we we meet that demand um you know southeastern is not a company that is that is sitting still or stagnating we're developing uh investing in our staff to provide the best service um possible for for the southeast and for our customers it, it's ensuring that that we can meet the demand and satisfaction required by our customers and that also that southeastern give um, our staff, whether they're existing or whether they're new to the company, we give them um, the skills for life, the, the investments they require to be the best at what they do. A former cinema in Sittingbourne is still empty a year after closing for the final time. Bosses at Swale Council say they have no plans for the listed building on the high street, but would support anyone wanting to bring it back into use. The site shut in December 2022 after the lease expired. Follow Kent online on socials to see pictures of a van that crashed through the front of a shop in Whitstable. Police were called to the high street on Friday night. There were no reported injuries. Clothes and homeware store Whites of Kent suffered extensive damage. Some youth clubs in Kent are going to receive funding from the government for refurbs and improvements. It's part of a £90 million investment in youth services across the country. Some of the clubs that will benefit here include the Scout Group in Birchington and the Sheppey Sea Cadets. There are plans to build a new £60 million leisure centre in Maidstone. Council bosses have outlined their spending program for the next 10 years. It also includes building 1,000 affordable homes, more temporary accommodation and new bin lorries. A Roman statue of the sea god Triton will be at the centre of a new road layout near Sittingbourne. Work is set to start on the A2 roundabout on London Road to connect the new development in Frognall Lane in Tenham. The statue was discovered nearby and will act as the centrepiece. Work is due to be completed in September. Kent Online Sports. Football now, and it was a disappointing afternoon for Gillingham in League Two on Saturday. They had to settle for a one-all draw with Walsall. The Gills had been hoping to put on a strong performance following a defeat against MK Dons the last time out. Head coach Stephen Clement says he knew they were coming up against a tough opposition. I came here for uh, obviously three points today. I thought we'd, we had a, a real chance, even though I knew that we were playing against a very good team. Watched Walsall like I watch every team a lot. Um, I think they've improved a lot this season. Um, so, um, as I say, I knew it was going to be difficult, but but I expected us to play better than we did in the first half. Um, I felt I, f- I think we were better than that. Um, can't go from the standards we set last week to that what we saw in the first half. Um, so, yep, some honest words were spoken at half time, um, and I felt second half we were a little bit better. Um, but um, I think in the end, obviously after going a goal down, the boys done really really well to come back and equalise, and and obviously we have a great chance uh, where we polish should with that sort of chance go and win the game but but we don't and we probably didn't deserve to win the game today but we we're a close uh, point closer to the to, to, to seventh spot um, and we play seventh spot next week so sets it up nicely for that one I appreciate you perhaps a touch disappointed with, with the performance but ironically as you just said we did actually probably create the best chance to win the game uh, we did and obviously yeah uh, people you can miss chances that happens uh, 
but obviously uh, it would have been nice if, if, if that had gone in and um, yeah, if you miss an opportunity the, the, the players when you miss them you, you're just as disappointed as supporters and, and just as disappointed as I am now so I'm not going to single people out but we um, but uh, no, we, we were disappointed in the end but we, we, did, we didn't deserve to win the game today I thought one, one plus point was, was Jorge coming off the bench and showing that real flair and, and an attacking intent which you said that, that, mm. that, that you had what did you make of his performance when he came on yeah, he was like he was he was lively. Obviously, he's uh, you can see he's got that sort of South American style where um, yeah, you don't know where where he's going to go, which way he's going to go, and he's got a nice feel for the ball. Um, and I think he um, I think the fans warmed to him very very quickly once they saw him have a couple of touches. And um, yeah, uh, uh, he, I thought he done so well when he came on, and it was nice to give him his debut. Just finally from me, I think we've mentioned the word quite a lot, Simon, but it's the word consistency. Yeah. But you're saying levels go up, they come down a little bit, yeah. they come back up, they go back down. Is that yeah. the most frustrating thing? Is just from from the outside, just doesn't seem to be that that consistency factor in there. Yeah, it's, it's um, we ha- we have to get better. We have to play um, better on a more consistent basis. Uh, today, first half, as as I say, we were, we were below standard. I thought second half we got better and better as the, as, the, as the game went on, but. Um, We've got to bring that from the start. Um, and after the performance last week, um, it was way down uh, for, uh, in the first half today. So, yeah, we'll, we'll look back at it, myself and Robbie, and, and, uh, and obviously feedback to the boys on Monday. But there'll be definitely plenty of stuff that we can uh, look, look to improve on. The Jill's next face, Notts County, on Friday night. Meanwhile, Maidstone United's manager, George Elikobi, has called for their league game against Weymouth to be postponed ahead of their FA Cup game. The match would be just two days before the Stones face either Sheffield Wednesday or Coventry City in the fifth round. And in cricket, Ken Sakrawley scored half a century for England in their second test against India. He managed 73 runs before being bowled out earlier this morning. It wasn't enough for England to pull off a spectacular run chase, though they lost by 106 runs. Needing 399 to win, they were bowled out for 292. It's levelled the five-match series at one all. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.